You're listening to a Give Me Five Podcast Special Edition Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode Real talk, 1. Down I needed to do this song. Yeah, I'm a nerd. It's a big secret, but I'm a nerd. And I love these books. If you watch it on HBO and think you know what's going on, I appreciate that. The people who waited five years for dance, this one's for you. Check it. Okay, guys, so... This is the deal. We do a Game of Thrones podcast that recaps the episode. Recaps means spoilers galore. What we're going to do in this episode is talk about Season 8, Episode 1, give our thoughts on it, talk about the cool things that happened, and make our own little uh, you know predictions, things like that, as we go through. Stick around to the end, because we have a game for you. We have a contest. We have a special uh, Rob, would you like to... Yes, a special announcement. Rob, would you like to kind of give them a little bit of a hint as to what it is, and then we'll cover it for a little, a little well, more we touched full on later. It. We touched on it in our Game of, Game of Thrones preview, and we're going to give you guys an opportunity to play along with us. And there may be prizes, so stick around. Awesome. Thank you, Rob. Uh, speaking of our preview, or our, our other episodes, so if you guys don't know, if you just happen to find this through a Game of Thrones search, uh, we do a regular podcast that is called the Give Me Five Podcast. Talk about pop culture and nostalgia and music and movies and TV and streaming and all that fun stuff. And at the end of the episode, we do a, a give me five list, which is your top five of something or your worst five of something or something involving a list of five. Uh, but a couple episodes ago, I did a little bit of a Marvel quiz, a Game of Thrones uh, Marvel quiz. And who was, you know, what Game of Thrones actors have been in Marvel movies and the other way around. And there's a new one to add to that list because of Season 8, Episode 1. And I have no idea who this is. Uh, so Martin Starr, is, he's a comedic actor. He is plays the very uh, monotone uh, nihilist on Silicon Valley. But he was also the teacher in Spider-Man Homecoming. And he got a cameo on Game of Thrones. He is the second, uh, I guess, golden whatever uh, sailor warrior that gets an arrow through the head. As they are rescuing Yara at that that one Aww. sequence, and so the first one that gets an arrow through the eye, that was that's the guy from uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, Rob oh. McElhenney. That was Rob McElhenney, and then the next one gets it through the forehead, and that was Martin Starr. So yet another Marvel uh, actor has gotten into the Game of Thrones and uh, died immediately. Well, nice. Re- rest in peace, guys. Thank you for your yes. contributions to comedy. And I didn't realize this, but there was there was another one that I that I picked up on, or that Jen picked up on when we were watching the uh, the recaps preparing for episode one. Mm-hmm. Did you remember that Lucas from the Umbrella Academy was Dickon Tarly? Really? Yes. I can picture that now. I didn't pick it up at first, but Jen was like, "Hey, that's Lucas." Uh, so yeah, Lucas from the Umbrella Academy was Dickon Tarly. Interesting. Okay, so it has been how long since Game of Thrones aired? I mean, not the most recent episode. That's been like two days, but... About six years? Six years, yes. Uh, I think it's Too been long. a, a year, like a year and, and a half, something like that. Yeah, it's like 500 days or something like that. I don't have the numbers in front of me. So uh, let's just do a little recap as to where we are at the start of Season 8. Previously on Game of Thrones. So where are we, right? It's been such a long time. And uh, I think we all need a little refresher as yeah, to... I know I wh- needed one. <laughs> uh, yeah, as, so did I. Um, 
the Lannisters, what's going on with them? So Jamie has, he leaves. He is brokenhearted, uh, leaving Cersei and heading north. Cersei has pledged her armies to help, helping the fight against the undead. And, uh, Cersei being Cersei, that's, it, she's not going to do it. She I says, think that's why Jamie left as well. I think I, he got pissed off and left. She says, uh, you know, there are Dothraki screamers. There's the undead. There's dragons. They're, they're monsters. Let the monsters kill each other and then we'll deal with the rest, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, is everybody in North is still under the impression that the, uh, the Lannister army is going to come join them, but they're not gonna. Uh, Cersei is also says that she's pregnant with, uh, Jamie Lannister's child. Probably also bullshit. Very possibly. And Tyrion, he has pledged his loyalty to Daenerys Targaryen. He is the hand of the queen. And in that, he is betraying his family. And of course, uh, which we knew of already, Cersei sits on the uh, throne down Currently. at, uh, yes, and is uh, sans all of her children because they she basically led to all of their death. Yeah, she's like a even more demented version of herself now. Yeah, uh, the Starks, the family that we pretty much started the whole show with, uh, up in the north. Uh, we have got Jon Snow, and he has pledged his allegiance. He took the knee to Daenerys, so even though he was named King of the North, he has basically kneeled to Daenerys, and now she is kind of Queen of the North, but I'm not entirely sure how that works. Um, uh, he's he's pledged his fealty, um, so he's uh, uh, effectively giving up his title of the King. So he's kind of like middle management now? It's like middle management Jon Snow? Like he's, he's the he's warden a... of the North. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the North! Yes. It was a welcome to Moe's joke. <laughs> Welcome to Joe. I don't know. Welcome to Snows. <laughs> Sorry, I'm grasping for straws here. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, uh, John Snow, of course, he did. He did take the knee. He also uh, did make sweet, sweet love to, Nair- to Daenerys, which is a little creepy, and we'll discuss that in a little bit. Yes, he did. Good old Arya and Sansa, the the sisters uh, of the. You know, Arya is now basically an assassin. Sansa is has been watching over the North doing a pretty decent job. The lady kind of, of a, Winterfell yes, as the lady of Winterfell is going to say a pseudo queen, but lady is more accurate. Uh, they did of course just kill Littlefinger. Yay. Yeah. And after <laughs> had it coming. Yep. Which was kind of awesome. And of course the uh, brother uh, Bran, the youngest brother that is still around, uh, he is being creepy and leering and is really hoping that they put some wheelchair accessible areas in Winterfell. Yeah, because Hodor ain't around to carry him. Yeah, and he's uh, just sits there watching people, and uh, I think there's something going on there. Time will tell. And also, the other major faction, the White Walkers, have officially breached the wall. They're headed south. Who knows what they're going to find as they march their way down towards King's Landing. I'm, ass- I'm assuming King. We just know that because they're in the north, they're headed south. And they've got themselves a zombie dragon. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fuck. My wife is still convinced that the zombie dragon is your fault, Rob, because <laughs> of your prediction. My prediction. And is was wondering why uh, we allowed you to watch the episode over at our house. She actually asked me that. She's like, I don't believe you invited him over after that zombie dragon thing. I'm surprised you're still alive, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. About to go Arya Stark on that ass. 
Exactly. Okay, so that is where we are coming from. There's a bunch of other characters. We will probably talk about them as the episode goes on. And uh, I guess the time is now. Let's let's go through Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 1, the final season. These are the participants. Starting with our first challenger. Well, not so much challenger. He's the Hand of the Queen, Tyrion, is uh, on board in the march to Winterfell with the Targaryen army. Uh, you've got the, um, what are they called? The crap. Unsullied. The unsullied. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. You've got, thank you. That's why Rob <laughs> is here. You see there's a crowd. They're watching a uh, procession. You see Jon Snow, Daenerys, and the accompanying cast. Now there but, is a, a little kid that's kind of trying to get a good look yep. at this procession. And this harkens back to episode one where Arya was yeah. doing the same thing. Which little I thought was kind of cool. Your little it baby was. Aria. My, how she's grown. And and she she's killed a, a few people. So that was a very cool callback, which I kind of caught, but then I it I actually watched the episode again, and, and I was like, oh, neat. Okay. As did I. Yeah, I didn't think so much you know, of that as I thought the most uh, compelling part of that was the opening line where Tyrion uh, makes a joke to Varys, as he likes to do, and he said, um, you know, it must be nice not having to freeze your balls off. <laughs> and Varys is like, you really love to make eunuch jokes, don't you? He's like, well, at least I have balls. Well, yeah, he <laughs> he told him, you get so offended when people make short jokes, and yet you have no problem making making eunuch jokes. And he says, well, yeah, because I've got balls. <laughs> so that's a very Tyrion way to open yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, welcome think. back. <laughs> here's here's our sense of humor. If hope you welcome remember to- Welcome back. Here's a joke about balls. So really, you know, that leads to the army arriving in Winterfell because Winterfell is the most northern stronghold in sight of the White Walker army. So they're there to defend it. And the populace of Winterfell is none too pleased that Mr. Jon Snow is no longer king of the north as he's bent the knee to this blonde-headed white girl. Yeah, southerner, you know. Yeah, yep. and Daenerys Targaryen. So what I thought was really cool about this um, this scene is uh, Lyanna Mormont, fan favorite, little badass, mm. is the one that addresses Jon Snow first and says, Your grace, well, wait a minute, maybe you're not because you're – I don't know what you are anymore. And that kind of riles the crowd up. Um, Sansa, who's been ruling the North, is not happy about the new arrival of the <laughs> – you Not know, even remotely. No. <laughs> uh, about the two fully grown dragons that Tyrion is so um, pleased to announce. And he, you know, you kind of get the sense that Tyrion says that to, hey, look, nobody would be alive here without Jon Snow. And and we've got two dragons. Mm-hmm. And Sansa's like, well, who the fuck is going to feed them? Yeah. You know, she says, what are these dragons going to eat? We don't have anything. Yeah, Sansa's not necessarily wrong. No, we've, she's we've not. seen so many seasons of her kind of being like pissed off and annoyed about things and being catty about things that it took a little bit of time for me to warm up to that particular uh, line of dialogue or that. Well, not, but, I guess not but that. Sansa, but Sansa was also the type of character who was pissed off about things but didn't really voice them. She kept them to herself. And now she's kind of getting that little, that little uh, catty side to her. Where she's like, F you, I'm the Lady of Winterfell, and I'm going to say what I think. 
Yeah, so she says her line, and then Daenerys looks at her and says, the dragons eat whatever they want. Yeah. And then, hey oh, we've got tension. Sansa doesn't like Daenerys. Daenerys doesn't like Sansa. So, you know, that sets the stage for, for their relationship. Uh, you know, in this tor- town hall meeting, we see little Lord Umber. He comes up and he says, you know, my lady, you know, can you spare some horses and some wagons so I can get my people out of House Umber, or Castle Umber, it's, uh, Outpost Umber. Last Hearth, I believe, is the name of it. Sure, that's a good one. And uh, we'll get back to his. Well, yeah. this he is actually more wagons cool. than what he got, apparently. Well, this this is interesting because they are doing the final season in six episodes, and there's a lot of ground to cover. So yeah. any little tiny scene that they put in there is going to have major repercussions. So they're not mm-hmm. going to do little cutesy scenes like this. And it, I didn't think of it at the time. At yeah, first, I thought of it as kind of like going through the motions to make sure that they talk about all the other areas. But then it's if someone speaks and has, gets to have a speaking part, it's probably going to come back later. And in this case, it will. Mm-hmm. There's no time to waste. And I absolutely love um, how they're setting up all of this tension between like all of the Starks and the Targaryens. And and I'm just going to say it now. I'm going to coin the phrase, we have got a Stargarian army. Hey. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. Don't oi him. Brilliant! You know, a helper monkey would not come up with such a name. <laughs> they wouldn't say anything. They'd just throw their shit at stuff, which wouldn't be so bad, I guess. <laughs> so, moving outside of this scene, moving on, moving away, we are back to Cans- King- Cans Landing? King's Landing. We're heading to Kansas, yes. We're heading to Cannes Landing, where the site of a film festival. Uh, King's Landing, where Cersei and Maester, as you wrote, question mark, question mark, question mark, that is Bill Nye the Lannister guy. Yeah, he is. I believe his Clyburn. name is, Qui- is Quyburn, yeah. Yeah. So I'll look it up later. They await the Golden Company mercenary army, army uh, who in the trailer we thought Jamie may have been on board of the ship, but it's actually Captain Strickland. The throne room looks really different here. There's a lot of fire pits. Yeah, they, it's definitely darker. Yeah, looks wise, it's not as you know glowing gold and happy. Like it's, it, yeah, it really matches uh, Cersei's yeah. personality and Cersei's look too. If you actually look at all of her costuming, it gets darker throughout the. Hmm. And now she's wearing like straight black, basically. Cersei is is asking Captain Strickland how many horses he's brought, how many men, and then she asks him how many elephants he's brought. She, she really wanted to see some. She elephants. really wanted these elephants, and I wanted to see them too. But they don't travel well via the ocean, so he hasn't brought any. Also, the CG budget was completely blown on uh, making a dragon flight later on. Yeah. I'm guessing that's why there might be no elephants. Yeah. So Euron is there. Euron Greyjoy. He's such a dirty bastard. He, uh, I, I like him. I, and I don't know why. All he wants to do is have sex with Cersei. He that's that's it. literally all he wants. Yeah. He, he just, he's talking to Yara and he says, but first I'm going to go F a queen. Yeah. It's like, what? And he gets there it, and he's like. His name, his name is Urin and he runs the Golden Company. Like, I mean, come on. He doesn't he run the Golden Company. He doesn't run the Golden Company. He just transports them. Yeah. Well. He commands a large portion of the Iron, the Iron Islands. So, you know, he's up there being gross and skeezy and <laughs> it works. Yeah, he was risking his life 
by acting the way he was and it, he didn't care. Like she has killed her own children for less. And he was basically like, look, you said you'd, you know, make me your king or whatever. You, know, you said you'd sleep with me. And she's like, yeah, after you win the war. And he's like, wars can take years. Yeah. And I believe her line was, uh, if, if you wanted a whore, pay for one. If you want a queen, make her make, uh, you have to earn her. So Circe sends Quiburn to visit Bronn, who is in a, uh, situation <laughs> yeah a, a for a foursome with uh three prostitutes with and three he's trying to have yeah. some fun and all they want to do is talk about dragons <laughs> yeah <laughs> or the injury sustained and he's like hey i shot a dragon with an arrow and they're like that's cool anyway little jimmy from leprechaun land got his face burned off and yeah, how can hey, did you catch uh, catch who they were talking about no they were talking about who was the um uh the musician that was on that everyone hated being him being on there uh, the red hair. Oh, oh Ed Sheeran. Uh, no, Ed Sheeran. Ed, Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. Yeah, so they were, they were referring to Ed Sheeran because they said Ed the Ginger or whatever. They said the Ginger got a half of his faint face burn off, and they did it kind of as a little like joke to the people that were pissed off about it. So, uh, hey oh, uh, yeah, she, Mr. Sheeran has been uh has been dispatched, burnt. Yeah, well, he's alive. He's just half of his face is torched, and he can't sleep because he has no eyelids. Yes. So Quiburn you know, approaches Bronn and says, hey, you know, think about how handsomely you'd be paid if you killed the queen's uh, backstabbing brothers. brothers. Treacherous. Yeah, that's the word. And, you know, how uh, Bronn was promised a castle with a queen, and that was Jamie's fault that he didn't get it. So Quiburn presents Bronn with the crossbow that we assume was used to kill Tywin Lannister and we can only assume now that Bronn is going to be gunning for the Lannisters even though Quyburn expects them not to survive their trip to the north because at this point Jaime will get there but Tyrion is in Winterfell so now, they uh, will... Rob you, you are pro Bronn I am I like Bronn a lot do you think the big to do where he let his gold go when the dragons attack that one uh, war party or raiding party uh, do you think that was is going to kind of play into him maybe turning down the gold in order to be loyal to Jamie Lannister? Um, I I don't think that he would side with Cersei over Tyrion and Jamie. Um, he he re I I honestly think that he really likes Tyrion, like genuinely likes Tyrion, even though mm -hmm. you know Tyrion pays him a lot. But I I I don't see him siding with Cersei. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. I think he'll take the job and leave and then just not come back to King's Landing. And he could because there might not be, you know, the current governing body of King's Landing could be dead. Right. And he won't have anyone to answer to. So I don't, he, yeah, I'd like to see him go up there and be like, hey, Tyrion, what's up, buddy? Let's go fight some shit. Uh, although I'm sure there will have to be money involved where there might be a situation where says Bron says, hey, your sister offered me a shit ton of money. What are you going to yeah. yeah, well, there but was I, that one conversation that they had where Tyrion said, if anyone ever offers you more money, let me know and I'll double it. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Now, a helper monkey would not have remembered that. Rob's good at remembering. Rob always pays his debts. Yes. Okay, Pay continue. Forward. Yeah, so, uh, you know, this episode jumps around a little bit, really just kind of establishes things. Uh, Yara is alive, guys. Yeah, she is. Yeah, Yara is not dead. Not uh, yet. Queen of the Iron Islands, not dead yet. She's in captivity by Euron. What's so funny? Not quite dead. Not quite dead. 
That was a she's a little beat up. Oh, okay. I didn't get it. Uh, but she's, you know, aboard a vessel, uh, being held prisoner and <laughs> Theon's shadow ninja army comes and saves her. And, and this is uh, the part ki- I was talking about earlier yeah, where the kills the aforementioned, uh, uh, uh guys Rob from Ma- Rob McElhenney and, yeah. uh, uh, Martin Star. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see Theon back. He still has that little bit of look, you know, look of fear in his face. And uh, rightfully so, because once he cuts Yara free, she just punches him right in the face. Well, and if you remember, that was because at the end of last season, he pretty much abandoned her. Yeah, he jumped we, off the ship. Yeah, she was taken prisoner and she was like, help me. And he was like, see ya. <laughs> Bye. Ah. Yeah. So after this, Bye. you know, they, uh, they're aboard you know there's a a very small portion of the iron fleet that stayed loyal to yara uh you know as we watched euron go through his indoctrination basically a lot of people were like oh he's the you know sunken king or whatever and but a few people were like nah we we like her there's like a few ships left they're on board there you don't i guess they're going back to the iron islands but uh, Theon pledges his loyalty to Yara, and she says, "Basically, you want to go fight for the Starks, don't you?" And, he, and he, yeah, I yeah. I loved her. I loved her little line, though her departing line to to Theon, where mm-hmm. you, the the motto, I guess, about Greyjoy, <laughs> yeah, is, what is dead may never die, because they worship the drowned god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. So the drowned their god. their motto is, "What is dead may never die." And they say it to each other as they're leaving because she knows he wants to go help the Starks and she pulls him in. They give, they give each other a hug and she says, but kill the bastards anyway, kill the bastards anyway, meaning go kill the undead. Loved it. I thought that was great. Loved it. That was, that was awesome. Gave me chills. Guys, Game of Thrones has recreated a Disney world ride. (laughs) <laughs> Avatar, Flight of Passage. We take uh, Mr. Jon Snow on the Flight of Passage. He's never ridden a dragon before, and he rides atop of Greg. He, he does not ride on top of Greg. No, he, he rides on top no, of that's Rhaegal. Me. Oh, wait. Rhaegal. Oh, God. Yeah. So he... Uh, named after his father, which, <laughs> which we find out later. And we he doesn't know before. yet. Yeah. yeah. But they go on a little ride, and, you know, there's some kind of funny dialogue there at the beginning where Jon Snow says, I've never ridden a dragon before. And Daenerys says, well, nobody who's ever ridden a dragon before says, or uh, how do I know how to ride a dragon? He's like, you know, you got to get on and just hold on to whatever. She's basically telling him to man up and get on the dragon. You little bitch. Yeah. So they go on this like fun. Oh, yay! Flight of passage. And Jon Snow's killing it. What if he drops me? Then I will miss you. (laughs) Yeah. Doing flips and barrel rolls and all that kind of stuff. Daenerys is impressed, and they they land in a little uh, frozen ravine, a nook, yeah, like a waterfall. Kind of nice. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, yeah, really beautiful. Nice waterfall. But why is there a waterfall? This is a big deal. Uh, no, no, the, the big deal is not that. The big deal is that John was actually able to ride a dragon because the dragons oh, tend to eat everything that is not a Targaryen, and. Hmm, dun, dun, dun. that's interesting that John was able to not only uh, ride the dragon, he had touched the dragon's snout or nose earlier. Uh, by the way, if you hear in the background, Rob is actually has a little dragon with him. A little tiny dragon. 
Yeah, little tiny, little tiny uh, furry dragon. dragon. So if if you hear noises, that is uh, that is uh, Riley. The yes. the puppy is joining us on this episode. So let me tell you why I thought the waterfall was a big deal than uh, a bigger deal than John riding the dragon. It's because of course, as we'll talk about later, he's a natural at it. But I thought the waterfall was from the melted wall. Uh, no, I think they're a little Maybe. far away from that. I, okay. I guess that's possible, but it seemed like he knew about the place, meaning that the that it that he wasn't surprised that there was a waterfall there, that he knew about it and and kind of took her there. That's so, totally where young Jon Snow used to bring people to make out. Yeah. While listening to like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And speaking of making out, so they do a little bit of flirtation. And, and one of the funny moments of the episode. And, yeah, and John is kind of he's wrapped around her keeping her warm, so to speak, and looks up, and there is a uh, pervy, leering dragon. It's Drogon. The dragon is kind of staring at them like, hello. It's awkward <laughs> How you and do? weird. And... Yeah. It's funny, yeah, though. It's done on purpose. Yeah. The, the dragon's a really good actor. Yeah. Has all these, like, weird, like, spikes and flanges and, like, things around its face that, so, like, they kind of, like, puff up a little bit, like, I'm watching you. Very awkward, but, and very pervy. It's yeah. the, the same face that Greg makes when uh, I look out my window and I see him. Yeah, I do. Or when you sure. eat a cheeseburger in front of him. Oh. It's like, mm, I need a cheeseburger right now. Okay, moving on. Yeah, so, you know, we're just kind of seeing everybody. And we we're, we have a, a little more dialogue with Arya. Uh, there's a forge. We, we catch Gendry. And he is crafting all of the dragon glass that we saw earlier in the episode into weapon. He's just finished making an axe for the hound. And as he hands it over to the Hound, guess who shows up? Arya Stark. Because they all have some stuff to resolve. So they're, I really like what they did with the pacing in this and how they, how they just kind of got all of the, all of the greetings and hellos and everything out of the way. It's like, oh, you know, well, you've got some stuff to say to me. You've got some stuff to say to me. And the perfect example was how they, how they abbreviated the reunion between Arya and the Hound. Because the Hound is like, you know, oh, you left me to die. And Arya's like, first I robbed you. And he's yeah. like, you really are a cold bitch, aren't you? <laughs> and that's pretty much it. They, and that's why they, you're still alive. They stare at each other and he walks off. There's a little mutual appreciation. Absolutely. I think in that, that look that the hound gives her, he gives her that kind of like approving, like, all right, I'm not going to fuck with you and kind of look like we're even, um, Arya has a couple of words for Gendry, but they eventually, you know, it's so good to see you. I can't say that that was a romantic moment. I, I certainly don't think so. I don't think it was. Arya it was kind of. Way. It was. It was like an awkward moment between. It two was like, hey, you look good. Well, you look good too. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. So it was like a little, maybe like a little thing, but I don't think it'll be anything more than that because I think Arya is going to go off to fight because she hands. Gendry a little drawing that she did of a weapon that she wants. And to me, it looks to be some kind of projectile. Yeah. It looks like it separates into two pieces. Yeah. It's like, it looks like one, one part is the dagger that is from season one. It was, uh, what Tyrion's dagger. Mm-hmm. It was evidence, so to speak. And it is Valerian steel. And I think the other part was a dragon glass thing. So it looks like it's some sort of separating that can apparently kill the undead. Cause it's got the Valerian steel and the, uh, the dragon glass. Correct. The, the steel can also kill the undead, correct? Yes, it yes. can. Yeah. Valerian so it's made out of had a Valerian Snow sword yeah. and shattered one of the knight's, knight's homeboys. Gotcha. But 
also right here uh, as we're as we're hanging around Winterfell, um, we get what is probably the best acting job of the entire episode. Other than the creepy dragon. Other than the creepy dragon, yes, because we are we are reintroduced. Um, one of the other reunions is Jorah and Sam, because if you remember, Sam saved Jorah from the Grayscale. Sam helped cure Jorah, Sir Jorah from the Grayscale, and he brings in he brings in Daenerys, and and Sam recognizes Daenerys, of course, and she says, "So you're the one," and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm who?" And she's like, "You're the one who saved Sir Jorah." I, you know, I offer you my thanks, blah, 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 blah. And they go through it and she offers him a reward. And, you know, Sam being Sam basically asks for a pardon because he stole some books from the Citadel and he also stole a sword from his father. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, here he tells her, you know, that his father is Randall Tarly or, you know, that it's the Tarly family sword. And she says, not Randall Tarly, because if you remember, she executed both Randall and Dickon Tarly by Dragonfire. And she's just now realizing that the man that the man who saved her her Jor, her Jorah's her Jorah's life her side piece yeah the man who saved Jorah's life she basically executed his father and brother and left him as the only living Tarly the only his name basically and she's super not sorry about it and well I I think she's she's a little chagrined about it. Because, you know, just, just from the the look on her face, he's like, uh, he's like, well, you know, my, my, my father was kind of a dick, but you know, at least I'll be welcome home with my brother in charge now. And she's like, yeah, actually no. Cause I burned him too. And <laughs> dog was not happy about that at all. <laughs> not at all. And, and the, the response that Sam gives for the camera I thought was fantastic. He was amazing at this, at this small portion because you felt for him and you saw the realization in his face and how he, how his lip kind of trembled and it got worse and worse and worse. And then he had to excuse himself. But by far, in my opinion, the best acting job of the episode. I can agree with that. I was trying to remember, like, I know the father kind of bullied Sam into, you know, like, you're never going to be a man. You have to join the night's watch, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if the brother was like protective of him or not. Cause there's a lot of like brother protection stuff. I think so. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought there was a conversation at one point where he kind of mentioned that his brother was nice to him. Yeah. Which is probably why he was more upset. Right. But he, he was upset about his father, but losing his brother crushed him. Yeah. And so he goes and does, I was like, no, don't tell him. Because he went, he went from there right to John. Well, he went from there, and he he comes out after excusing himself, and he sees Bran, and Bran. Well, yeah. Bran tells him he's got to tell him. Bran, Bran just gives him that look that he gives everyone else, which is <laughs> just I've seen you die, and that's the the best way I can describe the way that Bran looks at everyone. Yeah, it's so creepy. Is I've seen your death, so I'm curious as to what you're doing kind of in a way and you know brand says you got to tell him you got to tell john the truth brand goes you're his brother and he says no you're the one he trusts the most so sam i've seen, I've seen jimmy make that look the i've seen you die look uh whenever hmm. anyone moves something around on the render form yep it's basically I, 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 that look yeah yeah um so sam goes down into the crypt where john is uh 
mourning his brooding. Yeah. Brooding, mourning his father, you know, Ned Stark and kind of just having a moment of reflection. And Sam comes down and says, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to be here. They have a nice reunion. They share a nice mm-hmm. hug. And Sam says to John, Hey, did you know your girlfriend killed my dad and my brother? Uh, by the way, you are, you're banging your half sister. Your aunt. Yeah. yeah. Tag. So <laughs> the big reveal, right? The truth is finally out there. Sam tells John that, look, me and Bran have put together. You are the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark. R plus L equals J. <laughs> so I thought this was actually very well written. It was. It starts off with the, like, the, you know, your girlfriend killed whatever. And then it goes into, like, you're not a bastard kind of. And then, you know, John is like, my father is the most honorable person I've ever met. Are you saying that he's a liar? And it's kind of an interesting way of taking it. And it's almost exactly what I would, like, in thinking about it, it's what you would think Jon Snow would say. Like, he would defend uh, Eddard, or he would defend his father. Ned. Ned. I was saying Eddard, I don't know why, but Ned, yeah. And and I would have loved, I would have loved if, if Sam, I mean, maybe Sam wouldn't have been the one to point it out, but I would have loved if Sam or somebody would have pointed out that, Yes, he is the most honorable because he took on all of the scorn and everything to keep you safe and let people think that he was the one who was cheating and and brought up and had a bastard. Mm -hmm. And he took all of the shame and everything and never said a word about it. Didn't even tell his wife because he couldn't let anybody know. Yeah, but Daenerys is queen. And Sam says she shouldn't be. You're the king of the seven fucking kingdoms. You're Aegon Targaryen. You're the heir to the throne. John doesn't accept it at first, like you said, but he does. And he's like, what am I going to tell Danny? Now, this is the most profound statement. I love this statement. Question. This my favorite line from the yeah. episode. Same here. And the more I think about it, the more I think it's going to come into play later. Sam says to John, he says, you gave up your crown to save your people. Would she do the same? And because she values that title of queen so much more than anything else, I doubt it. Now I'm starting to question her survival. Ooh, and who called it or who said it in the last one? Uh, Riley did. I was very, very unpopular with that opinion. Well, until that line, I I would have disagreed with you, but I don't know how they work out their differences, man. It's like, I know we had sex, but... uh, I'm your brother, and I'm your, I'm your boss. King. Uh, so all of that stuff that you work towards, uh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know, one, one, it's not brother; it's it's aunt, nephew. But yeah, okay. But I think if it, it, yeah, I'm, you know, it is a little awkward on the the most normal of circumstances. Uh, maybe not in the Targaryen world, but a little more awkward considering yeah, no, one it, of them really wants the the throne, and the other one technically has the right to the throne. Yeah, I I was going to make a little comment here because I have never seen so many people before incest. (laughs) I mean, you take this and there are so many people who are like, oh, who cares? Just put them together. I want to see John and Danny, John and Danny. And it's like, yeah, but that's 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 incest. And they're like, oh, but, you know, it's okay because they're Targaryens. I'm like, wait a minute. What? (laughs) 
What? There are, I mean, you talk to anybody who's a Game of Thrones fan, and most people want to see John and Danny together. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm included. I'm like, oh God, I just want them to be happy. Everybody in this show is so unhappy, and everybody dies, and it's so bleak. I want somebody to be happy, but so many people are rooting for incest. It's ridiculous. Yeah, just, yeah it's almost like the show is being filmed in Kentucky. Ooh. Oh, West Virginia. Wait, West. <laughs> We're going to be murdered by, like, a jockey and a coal miner. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a horrible death. (laughs) Jesus. So, uh, Tormund doesn't die. No. I I had changed my stance. I I had believed that, you know what, they're going to kill a fan favorite in the very beginning. And they did not. However... It was very close. Yeah, I thought I thought one of you was going to be right because both of your choices were in that group. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was Tormund. like, oh shit! Both Bernice. Jimmy and Greg's choices, Beric Dondarrion and Tormund, are both here. Somebody's got to go. Walking through a dark hallway, that they hear something else, and I totally thought that they were going to run into the people that were not the bad guys or not going to kill them. Kind of have their pleasantries, but like, oh, phew, okay, and then they were going to get attacked. Yeah, yeah. So. Tormund and Beric Dondarrion and their party arrive at, what was it, Hearth? Uh, Last Last Hearth. Hearth. Last Hearth. And it's just a wreck. It's been flipped upside down. Everything's broken. Everything's busted. And they navigate through a a super dark hallway. Tormund's not happy about following Beric Dondarrion through there. However, he's got a fire sword so he can light the way, Mm -hmm. you know? Which is cool. You go first, Storm. Or you go first, Barrett. But we hear some shuffling and go, oh man, the White Walkers are, they're, they're here and, uh, they're, they're up fast approaching. So Tormund and Barrick, they kind of lean up against the walls and who comes around the corner? Sticky Ricky. I do not know who that is. Yeah, he's one of the dude. Night's Watch guys. Yeah. I'll just call him Sticky Ricky. That's not his real name. Yeah, it's just a Night's Watch guy. I think he was the one that was kind of hung out with, uh, with Jon Snow for a while. Like, I know that he, I think he was like pro Jon Snow, but either way, yeah, that's who they run into in the hallway. I'm like, oh, okay, you're still alive. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the, go ahead, because I, I think you're going to do this. I, and I'll let you say, do it. And they, and they find out that the, that the White Walkers have already been there, which means the White Walkers are between them and Winterfell. Yeah, I got to, you gotta give a great line in this is um God, what's his name? Sticky Ricky says, Watch out, he's got blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I've always had blue eyes. <laughs> and then they embrace and uh yeah, like you said, they realize that, oh shit, we gotta get around the White Walker army now. So um Tormund says, Have you seen anyone? And uh I'm just going to call him Sticky Ricky until I figure out what his name is. He says, uh, yeah, let's, let's go this way. And in a very event horizon scene. Yes. As, as I've gone on record saying, that's one of my favorite horror movies. You've got the Umber Boy. He is uh, affixed to the wall with a, a stake, like a, like a lance or something. And we've got a spiral of limb around him. Yeah. And, and Greg, why don't you... Kind of I, remind us. Uh, first of all, the guy, the guy's name is Edison Tolette. Uh, yeah, Sticky Ricky. Edison Tolette. Not Toilet. Edison Tolette. He is a brother of the Night's Watch. But anyway, so that's, so there's, yes, there's this, uh, guy, the, the, the Umber Boy that we, we saw before that I had mentioned. He is 
pinned to the wall. And of course, as you mentioned, there's a uh, there's a spiral pattern like around it of, of body parts. Now, is that is that the um, the crest of the Umber House? Because I remember there being a similar crest, and they were talking about it as it, or was that the Karstark's crest? Um, I, you know what I'm talking about. Well, what people are the uh, now the uh, the Umber crest is not okay. Um, but people do so. This spiral has been seen multiple times in the show, so it's either mm-hmm. a symbol for the White Walkers, or if you actually look, it does look a lot like the Tar- the Targaryen symbol because of all like the dragon heads and stuff actually make a spiral uh, it's, okay. it's close i saw someone do like an overlay but it was seen in season one uh there was a bunch of dead wildlings in that pattern uh in season three there's a bunch of horses arranged in that pattern and then in season six when they finally found the dragon glass cave it was carved a bunch of times in the wall at, at dragonstone gotcha. and uh also uh they're the um when they're showing the like the origin story of the the first man and the Whatever I forget what the like the dryads or whatever. yeah the gelflings we'll say <laughs> <laughs> sure uh, when they were showing that like I guess they were being like tormented or something and they like unleashed the the knight king basically um, he is tied to a where a weirwood tree and he is in the middle of a spiral as well so the the symbol is not a brand new thing and it was not an accident mm-hmm. um, so lots of limbs very flammable yeah they in in another moment where you think Tormund might meet his maker, uh, the Umber Boy, in the background, starts to wiggle and lets out a, you know, a shriek and kind of stabs at Tormund. Uh, not really, I mean, he's not really within range of him. So they jam a uh, fire stick into him, and he lights on fire, and all the limbs kind of light on fire. Like they're soaked in gasoline. Yeah, exactly. We arrive to our final scene. And that is a cloaked stranger arriving at Winterfell. Now, did you guys? Who did you guys think it was going to be? Uh, well, Rob said it was Jamie the second the person appear, appeared on screen, so I really didn't have a chance to guess. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I thought it was going to be Cold Hands. Cold Hands, if, if first, yeah, exactly. No, uh, yeah, Cold Hands. I I thought it was going to be showing back up, but it wasn't. I completely forgot about Jamie going north, and uh, it was Jamie Lannister. So he kind of gets there and he does this like <sighs> kind of thing and looks around and who does he find contact with? So it's important to say this, that earlier in the episode when Sam walks out of his meeting with Daenerys and runs into Bran, he says, what are you doing out here? And Bran says, waiting for a friend. And I thought, oh, he meant he was waiting for Sam. But nope, nope, it's Jamie. He was- yeah, he's waiting on Jamie, and this is the first time they have seen each other since Jamie pushed Bran out of the tower for seeing him uh, with uh, have sex with his sister. Yes, yeah. So Which, it's crazy. The show's gone on that long, and they haven't been together. I mean, Bran's kind of gone on a interesting trip. I did see an interesting take on this uh, season that, like all the other seasons, did everything possible to push the characters away from each other. You know, to the Iron Islands, to the to where what's her face what where Daenerys was to King's Landing to the banking area to you know, all of these characters got pushed so far away and now it's the they're pulling all back together yeah all the reuniting and everybody having their little hellos and everything which means that next episode that everyone's going to die like everyone there's everyone and the next like four episodes after that is just going to be 
like snow and wind blowing around for <laughs> four episodes. There are definitely going to be deaths in the next episode. Did you guys watch the like coming up next on Game of Thrones? All right, I, I did. I did. Okay. Oh yeah. So Jamie is definitely on trial, basically, uh, for his murder of the Mad King, Daenerys's father, and also probably, hey, why'd you push me out of that turret or whatever it is, minaret or whatever. But, you know, we got a lot of battles coming up and the White Walkers just continue to get closer. So, Rob, that brings me to your guess, challenge. Guys, we have not been exactly accurate in our death prediction so far, but we're early in the season, and we want to give you the opportunity to join kind of join the conversation. Yep. Yeah. So I had the idea earlier today, and I, I ran it through Greg and Jimmy, and they thought it was a great idea. We want to give you guys the opportunity to play along with us. And what we've done is we've set up a kind of survey slash quiz, if you will, where it runs where it runs through a lot of the major players who are still alive in Game of Thrones. And it gives you to the opportunity to decide if at the end of the season, whether or not these characters will survive or die. And what we've decided is whoever of our viewers that submits submits one of these questionnaires, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whoever of our listeners that submits submits one of these questionnaires and has the most accurate questionnaire, meaning you get you get the most correct of who lives and who dies, we will send you a free Me Five T. A very uh, nice one. We'll figure out how to do that. We'll let you, of course, we'll basically send you a voucher to get a free Give Me Five Podcast T-shirt. However, that works, uh, and we will. You can pick the color, you can pick the size, all that fun stuff. Uh, here's the deal. So we, I am going to post, as I say this, I'm going to be posting our survey on to our Facebook page. So you can go ahead and, and search uh, Give Me Five Podcast on Facebook. You can check out our uh, Twitter, Give Me Five Pod. And I think that's really the two easiest ways to do this. So it'll be on both of those locations. You just go in there, you give us your, your name, and you just go into the multiple choice question and say dead or alive for a bunch of different characters. Now, it is possible that with our uh, 27 questions here that there might be a tie. So we have a couple extra questions mm-hmm. built into this. One of them, uh, for a free sticker, you can say, guess who is the first death from the above list. So you can pick one of those characters. Uh, and, and if you think that if it's someone else... In the event we need it. Yeah. So Umber doesn't count because he's not really a main character. Correct. He wasn't on the list. He's just a flammable character. Very flammable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then our tiebreaker question is uh, who win- who you think wins the throne at the end of the series. So you guys get a chance to take a guess. And here's the deal. We are not going to use – we are not going to use your email for anything else. We're not giving it to anybody. We're not collecting it. We're not doing any of that stuff. What we are going to do with your email is let you know if you won, and then we will ask you how you want to get your, your voucher. And then, uh, uh, and your name, of course, the only thing we will do with that, mention your name on the air if you win, and you can let us know if you want us to do that or not. Yeah. So right now, whatever your Twitter handle or your Instagram is, we will, uh, create a link to that. But if you don't want to, like Craig said, we won't. So that is going live in a second. Now, these have to be in 
before the first death. Yep. So most likely before our next episode. Yes. You can take a risk and go after next episode, but I will be be doing a cutoff before then. So that is our fun little game. Yeah. So hopefully you guys will stick around for the five more Give Me Five special edition Game of Thrones episodes that we do. Do also check us out the Give Me Five podcast. We've got 80 episodes in right now. It really is. Um, you know, there's a lot of content to check out. So hopefully you guys dig us. And if you do, please leave a review, you know, like, subscribe and uh, contact us. We're, we're always happy to read viewer, uh, listener content. I was going to say viewer content, uh, listener content on the air. You can hear me typing in the background. That is me putting up. And we also take suggestions. If there's something you want us to review, hit us up. Okay. Well, that closes this out. So say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. Not me. (laughs) <laughs> because you love him so much and you think he's dreamy. Wow. I, I don't actually like him. I'm looking forward to his death. No, you're not. But I am. You're looking forward to seeing him naked. So. Once you're done eating. Sorry. Damn it. He couldn't have waited two minutes. <laughs> what are you eating? Is it something good? Jammy Dodgers.